Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster patrons. Who, you know, I, I, you're the wind in my sails. I know I say that, uh, or I've said it before. And I hope, it, we, we, I hope when you're hearing this, it is the holiday season and you're having a restful one uh, because, you, you know, you help make mine restful. So thank you so much. And what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's, you know, thoughts you're thinking about, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, it ch- you know, changes in time or schedule, uh, weather, whatever's keeping you up, you, you know, it could be whatever it is, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what it is, uh, but it's important to me to help, and so what I'm going to do, or what I propose to do is uh, send my voice across. What, is that how it goes? Are you up all night tossing, turning my trouble getting to trouble sleep? I'm something. I don't know. I usually don't get mixed up in these new. Well, actually, I do. I see like forty uh, percent of the intros. I get mixed up uh, soon. Uh, within the first four four minutes, and then uh, the other seventy percent, I get you know mixed up at some other point. Yeah, but whatever scheme you like, I'd like to take your mind off of that. I think that's the correct way to do the intro, or the normal way. If you're new, normal's used really loosely. Around these around these parts, I use normal. I just bandy it about. Uh, because, you know, I believe, uh, I don't know if that's much. Yeah, I guess it, let's disem- usually we empower words. Uh, I'd like to cut down on my use of the word normal because, you know what, I'm proud. I'm not a very, I'm not a normal person. This isn't a normal podcast, uh, uh, and that's a nice thing to be. This isn't going as usual. There we go. We got another word subbed right in there. And, yeah, this, so, oh, whatever's keeping me awake, I'd like to take your mind off that. What I'm going to do, slow it down a little is what I'm going to do because I got this safe place to set aside here. Plenty of room, it's virtual, it's physical, it's palpable, and it's here for you. And uh, uh, I'm gonna, how I do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Oh, boy, am I going to go off? I mean, you just saw what happened there. Superfluous tangents, uh, yeah, other stuff, a lot of words, filler words. Uh, I've never, I guess I've never, I don't know if I've used this as, I don't know if this is an analogy, one. But two, I guess I wouldn't do this because it would be, it wouldn't be rude, but it would be something like that where, but if I had a, a, a full service station, like so let's say instead of this podcast, I mean, the podcast is a bit of a full service station. Oh, when I say full service station, I mean like a gas or petrol station or servo uh, or, you know, if if you call it something else, let me know. I'm always looking for my uh, words for places. uh, But so if it was a full full service station, which, okay, I mean, wow, we're off topic early here. 
which is good because I'm here to help you fall asleep. So in the U.S. where I live, once upon a time, so you go to get your gas, they call it a gas station here. And mostly you do it yourself, which uh, makes sense. But there was a time, I think like when I was born was right around the time when people like where they like they had full service or self-service gas stations. Uh, full service meant they pumped the gas for you so you never get out of your car. I mean, you would think that they never went away because uh, people, I mean, anybody under whatever, you know, you might be saying, what are you kidding me? I would love that. Uh, what if could they just come to the house and fill it up? And I'd say, well, for the price they charge, they probably should. But those were called full service stations. Now I forgot what I was even doing this analogy about. And then self-service stations would be ones where you pump it yourself. But you, so, uh, and then in New Jersey and Oregon, or Oregon, uh, like, uh, I don't know if there's any other states in the U.S., but those two you have, you can't pump your own gas. Uh, don't, I don't know, don't know the best, you know, I'm sure that it's an interesting tale about why. Uh, that, maybe that could be an episode one day. But uh, uh, so, but it was just, uh, the thing that was always in movies or uh, TV shows is where you'd pull into a full service gas station. And you would say, fill her up, uh, which just meant, you know, this is pretty accurate. You say, fill up my gas tank, please. All, I just said all that to just say, if you, if this, if this podcast was a gas station or a petrol station or a servo, you'd say, fill her up with filler words. Uh, so if you're new, oh boy, I'm glad you're here. So this is a podcast to keep you company as you fall asleep. It's a, to, to just, uh, it's a silly. It's a, a little bit pointless in a good way. And as I said, it's not exactly normal. It's a little bit weird, and that's a good thing. It's a little bit different. So if you're having your, if it's mismatching your expectations right now, that's cool. I mean, what, I mean, that's pretty strange anyway to have something where someone's going to tell you a bedtime story for grownups. So, so if you're skeptical or something, it makes total sense. Uh, so let me tell you a couple other things. Uh, like, uh, so show starts off with business, and the reason we start off with business is it takes a lot of resources to put this podcast out. Believe, believe it or not, if you're new, and uh, that helps it keep it free as, as opposed to like a paid service behind a paywall uh, for for everybody that's able to download it. Then there's an intro. This is another place where it's mismatched on expectations. The intro is a bit long. It's uh, well, it's just right. I, I mean. Like it's, it's filled up with filler words because, so it's like usually around 12 to 18 minutes of me just talking about the podcast, uh, seemingly, particularly if you're new, but the whole idea of the intro is that it's part of your wind down routine or it would become one if you become a regular customer at the old, uh, fill, fill words, uh, servo, filler words by servo. That was like, uh, I, I don't know. I just always think of Tom Servo. Yeah. So, oh, so what was I saying? That, uh, oh, so the intro might seem like, oh, you're never getting to the point. What is the, when is the story going to start or those kinds of things? I totally understand if you're feeling that way. But the idea of the intro is that I ease you into bedtime either as you're getting ready for bed or as you're in bed getting comfortable with something that kind of feels like a safe place is something that's a little bit friendly and familiar, but different every time. 
you know, what's familiar or what's the same every time is that, and then again, and I'm not super competent at getting to the point, uh, or just, you know, you, I, you know, I don't know my, my, the beginning of analogy from my analogies, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Too far, I guess, uh, for people I can spell, uh, but so I was just like, that's just my brain just told me to do that. I said, well, I don't know my rear. And I said, did you just realize that analogy? And I said, no, don't. And I, so sorry about that. But I guess I'm not sorry because it's like just, I, I, I meant to say, I was hoping that analogy started with an A two, and two asses, but it doesn't. Okay, stop talking. You're right. So the intro is just a long-winded friendly explanation of the podcast uh, as you get ready for better, as you're getting ready for it. As you start to listen, you may realize like 2 or 3% of listeners, they just skip the intros. They go to 18 or 20 minutes and start playing the podcast there. Or people that support the show on Patreon, some people listen to just the story-only versions of the show. But the majority of listeners, they either like to listen as they're getting ready for bed or as they're in bed. So that's the intro. Almost took the whole intro to explain to get to that point. Uh, then there'll be some business. Then there's a story. Uh, tonight, I think it'll be like a, like a, you know, something related to the holiday season. And then there's some dankies at the end. So that's the structure of the show. The podcast is more here to keep you company as you fall asleep than for you to listen to it. It's like, kind of like you kind of listen to the show as you fall asleep. And it, you know, instead of whatever's, whatever's like to, to distract you from your thoughts. I mean, I guess it's that simple, but in a friendly, fun way. And you say, well, this isn't half bad. Uh, I don't know if Scooch really knows what he's talking about, but he's, ta- he's definitely talking. And they'd say, wow, you, you sound like a regular listener already. I'm glad you're here. If I had a gold star, I would definitely put it on you. Uh, so... Uh, so the, so this podcast, you don't really need to listen to. There's also in a paradoxical way, no pressure to fall asleep. The shows are about an hour to give you plenty of split space to drift off at your leisure. And if you can't sleep, believe me, I, I know I've heard from you, you, they can't sleep. I'm here till the very end to keep you company too. And somehow that works in conjunction. As long as I'm here to keep everybody company, you, 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 you're either asleep or at least you feel less alone. Like you have your boar bud here because I've been there in both those, both those situations and the other, you know, the other, like the one where I don't have a sleep podcast and I'm tossing and turning. So, and think, you know, thinking and stuff. So that's like, so no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. The shows are about an hour. If you need more, if you listen all night, uh, you could queue them up. You know, if you start, if you become a regular listener and you listen all night, you might prefer the stuff on Patreon because it's, uh, it's just more geared towards that kind of consumption. Uh, but so that's the, so that's the structure of the show. That's the thing. I make the show because I do truly believe you do deserve a good night's sleep, that, uh, the world would be a better place. Your personal world, the people you come in contact with your own internal life, uh, all that'll be a little bit better if you get the rest you need, right? Or if you could just, you know, if you just uh, a little bit of rest and, and a little bit of respite. And I think that it generally would be good for everybody out there. And I don't I don't know. I mean, it, for me, it's like it, that's what I strive. In a perfect world, this would be a magical podcast that would put everybody to sleep whenever they need it for as long as they need. 
and make people feel like bedtime is something they can look forward to because they have something nice waiting for them, their boar bud. You know, a nice, uh, safe, barely entertaining, safe, you know, place uh, to go to. So that's what I strive to. So usually, you know, when you strive for something, you don't quite get there. And so when I don't quite get there, at least I'm here, you know, to be kind of, kind of keep you company. Uh, so that's it. I think that's everything. I, I say, even though we went off topic early, I think that's pretty bedtime structure. Shows are about an hour. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I really work very hard. I yearn and I strive uh, because I want to help you fall asleep. I appreciate you coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep this podcast free for everybody. Thanks. All right. Hey, everybody. It's time for a holiday episode of Tale of the Tape. And this will be another one where I say, oh, boy, how do I not remember this stuff so well? Yeah, because uh, so I'm going to cover... Oh boy, what is even the name of this? If I, and here's the thing: Did I already do this once? I'm not sure. So I'm going to do what I believe is the Rankin and Bass special. Santa Claus is coming to town. I'll try to remember it. We'll see how long that takes. Maybe I'll bring up other. It definitely bring up other uh, holiday specials that I try to. You know, I mean, I think it's an hour long. It might even be an hour and a half. I don't know. With commercials, it may be two hours, or it could be 30 minutes. I have no idea. It is a special that uh, it used to, like, uh, it has a special place in my heart uh, because it's, uh, what is that? Is it, is it claymation? Well, here's a good question. It doesn't look like clay to me. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's a stop-motion animation. And... I'm pretty sure that there's two different ones that I'm th- like, then I say, okay, well, this isn't the one with that other thing. So maybe we should run through those things, but then what would we be, but that's fine. So, okay. So yeah, let's run through. Okay. So this is a holiday special and it, I don't know. I think it existed before I was born, but it would still be on TV regularly every year, free broadcast TV. Now it's probably on one of those cable channels that plays that has all the specials. I think it once was there was like a family channel. I don't think the channel was particularly friendly to families, but maybe then it became a regular family channel. I don't know. What's a regular family anyway? So and I know I've seen it. I, I can't remember the last year. I do. I mean, I think I've talked about it. I don't know if it's I don't think I have a holiday special FOMO. But I do have that, whatever the opposite of that is. Well, not the opposite, you know. For, 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 uh, well, now I'm experiencing something like the combination of forgetfulness and regret, which does sound like forget. Is that what forget really means? I regret forgetting. I forget. Uh, but a lot of times the things I forget, I don't regret. Uh, uh, have we met? Uh, it, it, okay, when did this become a Seuss? Uh, so... Where was I? So, okay, so once upon a time, or on a regular basis, there's a holiday special called, I think, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It may feature the work, work the music of Burl Ives, uh, but it may not. It does have stop-motion animation, which I can tell you, if you, you haven't seen this special, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or there's, like, another special... That, there's like two other ones. One of which is uh, I, I've, I've, I've like recorded it on the DVR. 
Now, I don't have a DVR, but the cloud still does that for me because uh, I use the like uh, one of the alternative TV sor- sources. Uh, I think I've talked, I guess I could publicly say that I use YouTube TV and I've, I've been uh, pleased with it for a few years. Uh, previously, I recommended PlayStation View or View something, but then that one is going to go. Uh, I think it's going bye bye. So anyway, that's probably how I'll watch it this year. But the, one of the issues is I never remember. So I have like a lot of uh, holiday special regret. I probably talked about this before in cookie cooking regrets, where I say this year me and my daughter are going to make cookies and watch specials. Uh, and then around January 8th, I realized the holidays have passed and we were so busy oh, with, uh, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, as like uh, like uh, somebody once said, life happens when, you make, when you're making, I don't know, there's a reason why we all forget. Uh, that's why I think uh, life happens while we make other plans, is that what they say? That was a walrus that said that, right? Maybe. Okay, so once upon a time, there was a holiday special called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It was a stop motion animation special. I've watched it a lot of times. I probably watched it at least once in the past five years. And because I think I like, have slightly less exposure to it, I rank it higher. I don't have an official ranking of holiday specials. Uh, uh, but I've probably seen a few, too, one or two too many times. I mean, I mean though in the past 10, those longs I've had a child, I don't know if I've overwatched any of them. Uh, but if you're saying, Scoots, what's stop motion animation? What's this ranking in bass? What is this? If you've seen the movie Elf uh, uh, with uh, Will Ferrell, uh, made by John Favreau, uh, that... that uh, if that movie starts off, or maybe it ends, I think it starts off, Bob Newhart, of course, a uh, great influence of this podcast, subconsciously mostly, but uh, clearly without Bob, I wouldn't have a podcast for sure, or I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have personality. Uh, so, it's, man, it's true, it's truth, truth, truth's funny sometimes. So... Okay, so there, that that movie starts off with a stop motion animation sequence inspired and kind of, uh, I guess, as an homage, we could say, to uh, these Rankin and Bass specials. So I haven't read any interviews with Favreau. Oh, sorry, Mister Favreau. Uh, but uh, that's my fav- my daughter's favorite person in the Avengers movies and Spider Man movies, by the way. And it's funny that we'll be covering another. Anyway, so not important. So. Where were we? Lost, uh, right right at the right time, we're lost in the winter snow. So th- this special is a stop-motion animation special. It's up there. Oh, I was going to try to give my rankings. This probably would, like, make people p- feel excluded, though. So just give some movies, uh, like, uh, specials that I think are, uh, I don't appreciate enough because I barely, I don't remember which one's which. So Rudolph is, like a, like, a good one. It's quality. And that's the tale, like that's Rudolph Red Nose. But they was back when before they were making backstory movies. That was a backstory special. Before there was prequels, there was Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, which was a prequel. I think to the song, like uh, no, I guess it kind of goes with the song. So maybe the song was a prequel. So it was a reboot of the song. Me, I don't know. So. 
Rudolph is a quality holiday special. I've just watched it a lot of times, uh, so I'm not in a hurry. I like to, like, forget it, and then I say, oh, wow, I forgot about that part. I love that kid, Kid Dennist or whatever, and that dude with, the, like, uh, the mountain 49er dude and that penguin. So Rudolph's, a, like, I wouldn't say a glory special because I don't want to, like, like, I think... Uh, it's just a good special I've seen a lot of times. Then there's uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which I'd say is the other big stop-motion animation special. But then there's a, there's another one uh, which, where, with the heat miser. And I, I always get, I say, is that Santa Claus? Is, no, that's not. Is that the tale? It's like about Jack Frost or something. I don't even, I'm not even kidding. I have no idea. Uh, but there's also, so there's that one. Then there's one that like has baby new year in it or something. And like, uh, even some like, um, I don't know, some interesting mythology. I've never watched that one when I've had full, like, uh, clear headedness. And I don't know what that's called. Like, uh, uh, Santa actually gets to the roots of solstice holidays. Santa in the winter solstice or something it might be called. Where, like, uh, Santa discovers the truth of, of the winter solstice and the true meaning of uh, holiday season. I'm, I'm only partially kidding. I guess the Heat Miser isn't that. Who's at the start? Maybe he Heat Miser's like Rudolph and somebody else uh, save Christmas. Because it's definitely not Jag Frost, because it's like the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser or something, right? But, yeah, I don't know what movie that is. I'm sure you'll let me know. I'll probably look it up anyway. But that's a separate movie. Though a lot of times they say, does that all happen in uh, this movie? It doesn't. So this is a separate movie. It's called, again, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Really is, uh, as far as I was as concerned as a kid, the factual retelling of the backstory of Santa Claus. Uh, but I, because I don't really know... Um, really much more about like uh the like uh I don't know what other specials were telling the backstory. Santa Claus was on when I was a kid. Also, yeah, I probably say Santa Claus funny because I grew up. You know, that's just my accent. Like, because I know Sandy Claus is something else, and Roberta Claus is who I currently part of my holiday belief system. So essentially, this movie tells the tale of uh. Uh, and again, no one's going to get credit here because I've seen maybe the music's from Burl Ives. Uh, maybe Burl Ives does the voice of Santa Claus. No, I'm not sure about that, though. Because uh, I think, you know, I know who does uh, the Grinch is Boris Karloff. Uh, and uh, is who I remember. That's a Grinch, right? Maybe. Hopefully this year, when you're hearing this, I'll be meeting the Grinch uh but I'm not positive on that one. Talk about it. So, okay, let's get into the plot. I guess I'm trying to buy time because I was hoping my brain would remember some of the plot or that other movie. The year Rudolph saved Christmas, the Christmas, that might be another special. I don't know. That one's a pretty good one. I wish I remembered more about it. Uh, and even though I did a special, I probably had watched it when I did the special like four or five years ago about the heat miser. So this one, it, okay, so once, I think it starts off with, uh, 
The kid's not believing in Santa Claus. That's usually a pretty standard beginning of these kind of movies. So I don't want to say it's tropey because they might have invented the trope. And if you say, Scoots, what year do you think this movie was first made? Oh, it's a special. Yeah, I would say probably wasn't 1930. So it could have been 1930, 1950, or 1970. Though in the 80s, it was ubiquitous. And then I'm not sure about the 90s. My 90s and aught kids should weigh in. I love hearing from you. You say, well, this is, you know, how else will we know the importance of Sandlot? Or, you know, the great Sandlot, bad news, you know, those kind of things. It's important to know, you know, where you are. Your your, uh, cultural backstory is important, too. Though this is more like uh, the sugar version of those things. Okay, so... I have so I think the movie starts off with like this is how I'm imagining it starts off. There's a couple of kids, and they say, "Oh shucks," because this was maybe in the '50s when this was. Made. They say, "Oh shucks," uh, I don't believe in saying. Somebody threw a snowball at me, and then maybe no. I guess I'm picturing the, the the girl from Frosty. She goes up to another kid and says, "Why are you so down?" And he says, "Oh shucks." Uh, I was, you know, I read a poem I made to Santa Claus in class today, and then uh, all the kids, you know, laughed and made me down. And she says, well, you believe in Santa Claus too? And then the kid says, not anymore. And then Santa Claus just happened to be standing there, you know, like regular, you know, undercover clothes, uh, like muggle. I know this isn't what happened, but it, it, let me just try to reassemble my brain, you know. And then Santa Claus says, you know, ho, 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 uh, I know a little bit about that, that magic in that old tin hat they found. And they say, what are you talking about? Uh, what, you know, what are you doing? And they say, oh, well, uh, did you know Santa Claus's real name is Chris Kringle? Maybe the kids are doing a report. None of this happened, but I'm try- I don't remember how it started. So I'm just trying to brainstorm out loud. So something like that. So then Santa starts telling his story, or Chris Kringle, yeah, the tale of, because they say, well, okay, that's not, I think then the kids go through a litany of lists, as I love to do on this podcast. Well, Santa doesn't go down chimneys, and ne- doesn't never happened doesn't have reindeer that fly, doesn't bring, you know, doesn't bring kids presents or, you know, or why in the heck would he? And so Santa's got to answer for all that. Like, like, say, well, there's all this added, there's a reason for all those traditions. They're not just for fun. And maybe this was a 50s movie because it kind of has a post, like, it has a 50s feel to it, but I'm not sure, uh, so then what happens is that uh, there's some sort of oblique reference uh, to, uh, I don't know, he, he, Santa's born, but I don't remember that part. Uh, then there's some sort of event, uh, and Santa ends up at this village full of elves as a baby. And I can't imagine how they navigated that. Uh, must have been magic, of course, but... Uh, because even in Frozen, right, you say, okay, like, like I'm looking forward to Frozen 2. Probably by the time you're hearing this, it'll be out. Uh, so, so, 
Like, uh, you say, well, how'd that baby get into, like, a, a, a village full of elves? Uh, now, at this point, the elves were not toy makers, I don't believe. Uh, they were uh, they were living in a forest village. They were very nice and kind. I think they practiced some sort of community, community-based living. Not that they lived on a commune, but uh, it seemed like they shared resources in those things. Uh, I think they had kind of like a basic belief system and kindness and and that kind of stuff. And so this baby, human baby, was delivered to them. And they cared for the baby. And I think somewhere in there it said his name was Chris Kringle. Like maybe there was like 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 one of those baby cards that comes with babies, right? So that's... uh, so that's how the, that's the beginning of the story where he says, oh, yes, once upon a time, Santa was just a baby just like you and you and you. Probably touches their noses, which uh, probably shouldn't do, even if you're Santa Claus. Uh, so then he says, oh, yeah, live with the elves. It's pretty darn great. And they had to make clothes for me because they were different, you know, as I grew. Just similar to the movie Elf uh, in reverse. I didn't even think about that. Holy cow, how am I, how did I not realize that? It only took, you know, I am a full-grown adult. But so, just like the plot of Elf, but in reverse, uh, just a little bit more condensed in the special. Uh, Oh, no, wait, is it the same? Because he's a human living with elves. uh, Wait, it's not reversed. Has there been a movie where an elf had to live with humans? Uh, I mean, I guess in Elf that kind of happens too. So, man, it's a good thing that this is a sleep podcast, right? And that uh, Coleridge's retelling of the great holiday specials. So he's a grown up. He's different. He says he starts wearing uh, red pajamas. I think that's the only thing they can make him or something. And at some point he realizes he's a little bit different. And he says, uh, I think I'd like to meet some humans uh, one day. And they say, okay, well, uh, it's probably going to be not easy for you. Also, I think to support their community, they're doing some sort of, they do some sort of production and trade, you know, for goods they can't produce themselves because they live in a wintry region in the forest. And I think Chris starts to do that. Uh, and eventually he decides, okay, well, they say, well, there's a couple of things. Uh, one, there's this uh, ice wizard that lives in the woods, doesn't like people at all. And uh, so that's one thing you should know. Two, we just don't know a lot about these humans to begin with. So... That's probably not a good idea either. And Chris says, well, you know, uh, and plus he's like a, like a teen, a teen, like he's like, uh, hey, like, uh, you know, I got all these feelings and like, uh, and I have yearnings to be, you know, among other humans. Uh, and they say, well, okay, well, but maybe you should get out, maybe you should get out of here then. Maybe you should go on this adventure. And maybe I thought there was some sort of like maybe he wasn't leaving forever. So I don't know if he's if they were actual toy makers. This is where I get mixed up because of my memory. 
So the next couple of things happen in, uh, I don't know what order they happen in. So let's try to play it out. So the, the two next two things is like, uh, Chris meets the school teacher and Chris meets the, the, um, the ice wizard. And I realize if you're a super fan of this movie, it can't be easy for you listening. So I'm going to try to keep it going slower and slower because you probably know the name of the wizard and everything like that. So, I, you know, that's, I, you have my sympathy. But there's also plenty. I got 299 other episodes ready to go for you. So let's see. What would make more sense? Because the only things I know is like eventually he goes to the town and leaves and comes back and leaves and comes back. Um, I think he also makes a couple other sidekicks. Like maybe he maybe there's a penguin in this movie and not in um, the like Rudolph movie. Or maybe there's a penguin in both of them or some sort of other woodland creatures. So let's just say Chris goes out, makes friends with the woodland creatures, which was nice. Uh, then he meets, uh, like a woman, a school teacher who's, uh, I don't know. I guess she was just, she's like a nature lover. She's out on a hike. Um, and I, I think that's it. Like, uh, he comes across her. He says, Hey, how, whoa, I've never met another human before. And he has dulcet tones, both when he's singing and speaking. And so she says, wow, hey, like, uh. And he says, hey, and she says, yeah, I'm just hiking. And he says, oh, interesting. Uh, and then he, I think he, maybe he just goes to town first. Uh, and he gets to this town and it's like a very dreary. And I don't know if this is the same plot as like bed knobs and broomsticks or something, because I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But I have this deep down sense that the plots are similar. I'll have to rewatch that movie soon. Um, or Chim Ch- Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Maybe, I don't know, is it like one of those movies, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or Bread... First of all, it's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, bang and Bread Knobs and boom, Broomsticks. It's been like six years since I talked about that. I still called it Bread Knobs and Boomsticks by accident. What's it called? Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, right? Uh, so I don't know if those are, uh, the same plot. All three of those movies share a similar plot or not, but, um, those are all like older children's movies. Uh, so, so, you know, he goes to this dreary town, basically. Everybody shuns a stranger, not a welcoming town, a lot of isolation, a lot of frowns. Uh, a lot of unhappy kids, uh, and he meet, he go he says, "What is going on with this town?" Like, because the elves are full of joy, I think, in uh, song and play. So he again, shares with the movie elves. Uh, I guess uh, there's a reason it was super successful. So then uh, he says, "What's going on in this town? Why isn't anybody?" And finally, he meets a couple of kids, and they say, "They say." Uh, he says, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you having any fun? And they say, well, fun's banned in our town. And he says, why aren't you having any toys? And they say, well, we don't like toys. Or He says, well, like elves, we play with toys all the time. And they say, not in our town. No toys allowed. 
And he says, holy mackerel, this is uh, not good. Uh, this is not what I'm into. And they say, it's a bummer. Now, maybe he was, like, originally carrying some toys. Um, and maybe that was his original, like, trade mission. Uh, but I, I think, um, so I don't know what happens next. But I su- what I presume happens is... Uh, he uh, gives the kids a couple of toys, and maybe he only has a couple. So he he gives he meets the two kids, which are also projections of the kids that Santa Claus is talking to in the present day. And the he gives the kids like whatever a, a train and a uh, and a ball or something or a yo-yo or maybe a, like a doll, maybe a train and a doll or a bear. Also, maybe he meets the teacher again. And she says, what are you doing giving these kids toys? Uh, and then he sings her a song. There's definitely a musical in this, uh, though I don't remember any of the songs uh, up until this point. But I think at this point there's a musical number. I don't know if this is the first time or the second time they met. Maybe this is still the first time. I mean, it definitely has a that have we met before vibe. Because first she says, you know, you can't, everybody's going to get in trouble. Toys are outlawed. He says, what kind of place outlaws toys? And she says, uh, this place that we currently live in. And, you know, we don't have the luxury of living somewhere else. So we abide by the rules. Uh, and he says, well, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm in a red suit and I do whatever I want. Uh, and she says, well, that's not, the world's just not that simple, Chris. And he says, it is as simple as this toy you've always wished for. So he gives her a toy, which solidifies kind of their um, potential, I don't know, potential for romantic involvement. Uh, or like, uh, she says, oh, it softens her heart a little bit, I guess. And then I think at some point, Chris goes, uh, I don't know, it's some, so there's a, the town is controlled by somebody, uh, very familiar. His name's Burgermeister Meisterberger, and uh, he's like a like a like a bit of a dictator, and d- just to take the tater out too. And uh, he hates toys. Then he trips on the kids' uh, train. Uh, I may be getting again. I may be getting the events mixed up. Uh, and again, he rebands, he collects all the toys, they destroy all the toys. But at some point, uh, before the Burgermeister, or so the Burgermeister keeps, uh, what do they call that, like accelerating the banning of toys and the strictness around that. And Chris Kringle, uh, he starts to fall into the um, the other side of it, of like going in to back to the elves to get more toys. Now, at some point, again, he has some sort of forest friends. I can't remember which ones. Uh, I think he sings to all of them, and they like to hear him sing. So I don't think he sings Winter Wonderland, but he's definitely walking in a Winter Wonderland. And so the forest friends like him. But at some point, when he's going back and forth with these toys, could have been the first trip, could have been the last, this trip that I'm talking about. He goes back to, he keeps going back to his elf, elven people, and he says, keep making these toys. Uh, there's kids out there that need them. 
and they don't have joy like we do or something, you know, something to play with and enjoy, uh, to, you know, take you out of your head, put you in the present moment that's pleasurable and fun. And the elves say, how terrible. So he goes, so he starts to head back or he's on a trip back when he encounters this uh, wizard. And the wizard lives in a place called like the frozen forest, you know, something like that. They, you know, they say, maybe it was on his first trip. They say, do whatever you do. Uh, don't go there because the frozen forest is where the wizard, the wizard of uh, the ice wizard or whatever lives. And I don't know if Paul Freeze, I, I want to say that, I don't know why this is popping in my head, but I want to say Paul Freeze is, uh, uh, you know what, just another thing I just realized is uh, that uh, maybe this is narrated like from the North Pole by Santa Claus. Uh, so I don't know about that because now I'm picturing like Santa Claus in like a formal, like some sort of uh I don't know, like dress gear, not like a, with a beard, kind of undercover, talking to kids. So basically the same thing as I said before. But I do think this wizard, like that was what blew my mind, is that Paul Freese plays a wizard, just a famous voice actor, that's why. Um, but I'm not positive about that. So he encounters this wizard who at first is foreboding, which, again, this is like where it's like these specials kind of share kind of uh, where it's like that uh, the snow person in uh, Rudolph. Uh, so you say, well, I've seen this before. I mean, just because I'm four years old doesn't mean, you know, I got to think, you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, who am I? You know, I make it. <laughs> so basically what happens is... Uh, and there's really good singing. I think the wizard has like one or two good numbers. Uh, because what happens is uh, his heart is frozen. And whatever Chris Kringle does, which I think is gives him a teddy bear, uh, melts his heart. And then he everything melts uh, where it was like really frozen. Like the winter wizard. Maybe that's what his name is too. And basically everything gets melted. He becomes much nicer, st still has magic, but he says, geez, my magic's not working so hot or something like that. And maybe even that's why he was so grouchy or maybe his original magic was, uh, you know, fueled by his, uh, you know, ice cold heart. So then he says, well, I don't have any much more magic left. Uh, so that's a kind of tale about, uh, feeling being you know in a grouchy frozen mood and then kind of saying well i just feel a little bit irrelevant uh, but they get along great so they become friends and uh then at some point chris confides in the wizard again and says hey there's this burger meister meister burger who uh, runs the town he's a rich guy he's uh the character, he's hes just, he's got like a, whatever those people, hangers on, uh, yes, people, he's a splainer, doesn't like toys, uh, I'm going to keep bringing these kids to toys. And the wizard says, well, count me in, count, you know, I'll try to help, uh, basically. So Chris ups the game at some point, and then the teacher and the wizard meet it too, I think, or maybe not, maybe they don't meet till later. But she is aware of the wizard, and the wizard is probably aware of her. So then Chris ups his game. He says, I'm going to keep bringing toys. And then basically the Burgermeister finds out about Chris and says, uh, 
you know, have you seen this uh, uh, red-headed uh, person uh, dressed in a red suit or something? Uh, so that's why he, I, I think that's why he grows his beard, because his beard just confuses everybody. Uh, because uh, before that, he was clean-shaven. So then he goes undercover with his beard. He's hiding out. He's bringing toys. And the Burgermeister's getting more and more strict. And I think he, like, uh, basically, I think Chris had turns himself in or he gets caught. Uh, and the teacher, maybe not. Maybe the teacher doesn't get caught. But Chris says, uh, you know, don't bother the kids. You know, it's me who's done the wrong. I was encouraging everybody. And I'll take responsibility for that. But this is just wrong because kids deserve toys. Um, and I think, man, like, what if this was still the way that they, the, also the toys were free? I mean, I don't think the Burgermeister was thinking clearly either. Uh, so he probably needed some better advisors to say, uh, you know, these trees, these two toys, uh, why would we just get rid of them? Also, I think there is like a secret desire for the Burgermeister to play with toys. I think he likes like wooden ducks or maybe he, that's what he slips on. So he gets injured. That's when he goes over the top. Chris is busted. Now, I don't know why there was a ticking clock on this, uh, but at some point there becomes a ticking clock. Like maybe, I can't imagine for a kid's special, it'd be like the ticking clock you'd expect where if Chris is busted and the clock's ticking, you know, but basically it becomes a rescue movie. And they say, well, how are we going to get Chris out of there? Because he's, he's in a bunch of trouble. And, uh, the, like, he's not going to he's not gonna admit, uh, like, swear toys off or something. I don't know what the Burgermeister wants. Like, uh, he wants him to, you know, submit and say toys are gross. Uh, so the school teacher, she decides to uh, get him out of there. And I think she probably goes to, I don't know if she goes to the elves, but maybe she does. She goes to the wizard and she says, you remember your buddy Chris, right? And he says, yes, I do. Uh, he gave me this teddy bear or whatever. And she says, he's in trouble. Uh, and he says, I'm washed. She goes, she goes, we need some help. We need some magic to get him out of there. And he says, I'm all washed up, like, uh, it, uh, like I can't, uh, like, I can't, I don't have any magic left to say. I would save him, but I'm not good at, you know, and she goes, you got to believe in your heart. Uh, there's got to be something you could do. And he goes, well, what's the sitch? And she goes, well, he's, like, locked up, and the uh, uh, only way in, I think, is a chimney on the roof. Uh, and he goes, huh. Because they do have these magic acorns that I thought, I don't know, they're not, he goes, but I just had an idea. If we gave them to these reindeer, like, I think they would make the reindeer fly. And then I have an idea. And she goes, brilliant, do it. Uh, so he feeds these magic acorns to the reindeer. Reindeer gain the ability to fly. Uh, then they... Uh, like, they go in, they fly in at night, they go rescue Chris from the thing. But Chris, you know, he can't let it go. He says, uh, you know, we got to, like, uh, we got to get to unite the people uh, to get rid of this despot. Uh, and, you know, he's just ruling by, uh, you know, rules and not by the will of the people. 
And he's not even do you know, he doesn't believe in this community. He goes, and actually has a but raised in a, you know, a community. And I want, I think this is a potential community too. He's getting in the way of it. Uh, and she goes, what's your plan? He goes to give a, he goes, we'll put so many toys in there. And the attachment to the toys will be so strong that, uh, there's nothing he can do about it. It'll cause like a, Soft, he goes, it's like kind of a bit of soft power. Uh, he goes, it'll be, he goes, this will be like the wooden revolution instead of the velvet one. And she was a school teacher. She, she goes, well, let's sit down. Let me actually go over what, and he goes, oh, so interesting. I actually learned the facts, uh, but I didn't pay attention during that part. So then they plan it out. It's going to be Christmas Eve. I think it's winter solstice because it's the longest night of the year. But I'm not positive about that. But that would make sense, you know, fitting it in with everything. And so, basically, uh, he has a beard because he was going undercover. He's got the red suit, I think, cause to stay warm and because that's what the elves made. So then he fills a sack of toys and goes down every chimney in this town and delivers presents. And I think he even came up with a list uh like it was like a, like a, um, what do you call that? A, a list of the people in the town that were like, okay, we're pro toy. And he used it as a means of, uh, conducting the soft revolution to say, well, if you're good, if you pe- treat people with dignity and respect and love and you try to step, step out of like your fear of other and, uh, you accept the, you know, you, you know, you practice acceptance and self care. You'll get gifts if you don't. Uh, I think he even says, you know, kids make mistakes too. But he goes, you know, try not to be exclusionary. Uh, try to learn from your mistakes and be a little bit better every day. You know, like they teach on the good place and they say, they say, he says, then I'll give you presents because that'll be a bribe. He goes, it feels good. And you'll get some extra dopamine when you open up a gift. And ideally you'll be reminded of that when you're playing with your toys, uh, and the teacher said, isn't this training one form of uh, uh, is influence for another? And he goes, don't worry about it. Uh, this is a good thing. And uh, she says, well, seems like a better, it's an alternative, I guess. So then they conduct that stuff uh, by night and uh, they do it and everybody gets a toy. Even maybe this is when the Burgermeister gets like a duck, uh, like a wooden duckies. And even his uh, hangers-on get gifts, and basically he relents. I think he just gives up his power because uh, he's overpowered by toys and joy, the joy of toys, uh, the joyous toy revolution. And uh, he steps down. He says, okay, toys are back, uh, communal living's back, dignity and respect is back, and number one. And uh, that's how it all became you know, holidays. So that's the end of this. Uh, that's kind of what I remember. So let me look it up though, to see here on Wikipedia uh, what actually is, you know, right and wrong. All right. So Wikipedia here. Let's see what we have, correct and incorrect. Uh, so it came out in 1970. Santa Claus is coming to town. Stop motion Christmas television special, Rankin and Bass. And, okay, so we have a couple of mistakes already. Fred Astaire is the narrator. S.D. Kluger 
Uh, Mickey Rooney plays Chris Kringle in Santa Claus. Uh, Keenan Wynn as uh, Winter Warlock. Uh, Winter Warlock. Uh, Paul Freeze in various roles. Uh, and it sells a story based on the song Santa Claus is Coming Down by Eddie Cantor from 1934. And like Santa Claus's backstory. Uh, special was created using Japanese stop motion animation called Animagic. Uh, characters made out of wood and plastic and stop motion. Came out uh, December 13th, 1970 on ABC. Oh, it was on ABC Family, which is now called Freeform. Uh, though, it's been chan- though both channels have edited the special to make room for commercials, ABC cut two songs as well as cut two other songs in half. Uh, also, they've cut sign, uh, uh, like uh, stuff with the kids. So i got to find the original version here. It's uh, interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, the DVD releases include uh, all those scenes. Uh, so the plot, uh, S.D. Kluger, uh, Fred Astaire versus a newsreel talking about children of the world preparing for Christmas and Santa Claus. Uh, though this movie's not Christmas related, I think, except at the end. I mean, the Christian Christmas. Uh, but so, so there, that's like the North Pole mail delivery person, this S.D. Kluger, who uh, starts reading children's letters to Santa. And the story begins in Sombertown, ruled by uh, Burgermeister Meisterberger, voiced by Paul Fries. According to Wikipedia, a baby shows up on the doorstep named Klaus, uh, and Meisterberger is supposed to raise the child. He says, no way. Sends the kid off to uh, be like a, the orphanage, but on the way there, the wind blows the kid away. Animals hide the kid from the Winter Warlock, uh, and then bring him to an elvish family by the name of Kringle in Rainbow River, led by Tanta Kringle, uh, voiced by Joan Gardner, the queen, and her five brothers, Dingle, Wingle, Bingle, Zink, Tingle, and Zingle, all voiced by Freeze. Uh, they raise Chris as their own. Uh, they were originally the first toy makers to the king, which I remember that song, and Chris hopes to restore them. So when he's old enough, he volunteers to bring their toys to Sombertown. Burgermeister banned all toys because he tripped on one, which was a duck. Uh, and anybody having a toy is going to be busted. Uh, Chris meets a penguin who he names Topper. Uh, they dodge the winter warlock uh, who vows to catch them. And then he meets two kids, so I had that right. Gives them uh, gifts uh, as they're washing their stockings. Uh, Miss Jessica, the teacher, tells him what was she doing. He gives her a doll, a China doll. Uh, then he gives more kids he took, uh, toys out. The Burgermeister comes, uh, gives Chris gives him a yo-yo. At first he's happy, then he says, you're busted. Chris runs with Topper. Uh, they head back to the Kringles, but then they get busted by the Winter Warlock's trees. Uh, Chris gives him a local motive, and then they become friends. Uh, the Winter Warlock teaches him how to use magic snowballs, which allow him to see everywhere. He finds Jessica. She tells him they got rid of all the um, toys, and the children want new ones, of course. Uh, and Chris says, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on these kids. They better be good, and I'll bring them more presents. Uh, 
So the Burgermeister hears about this, locks all the doors and windows. And then that's when Chris starts going in through the chimneys and hiding the toys in the stockings. Uh, then the Burgermeister, you know, tricks Chris, busts him, Kringles, Topper, and Winter. Uh, Jessica begs for the release. He says, no way. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. But Winter's not there because she asked Winter to break everyone out. But he's not. He says, I also have magic I have left is this corn. Yeah, that makes reindeer fly. That could could not be useful. And she says, yes, it is. Then everyone escapes. Yeah, but not before the Burgermeister swears that he'll never give up or his uh, descendants. Uh, uh, so then I guess Chris is on the on the run. That's why he grows a beard. Then, uh, then Tanta Tanta says uh, she says uh, change your name to Klaus. Uh, uh, then he gets married on Christmas Eve to Jessica. Then they move. To, I don't remember this part. Move to the North Pole and build their own castle and workshop. Uh, then Chris, he, he delivers toys at night because he's an outlaw. And then eventually it says, this is Wikipedia, so the Meisterbergers uh, like fall out of favor organically and their laws, uh, you know, disappear. So then uh, Chris becomes like uh, popular uh, and starts to be called Santa Claus uh, and Jessica gets the title Mrs. Claus. So I also believe she's like the archivist and the keeper of knowledge. Uh, also, he decides to just do it one night a year. He turns like uh, he's trying to pick the correct night. He chooses Christmas Eve because it's a night of profound love. Uh, and winter kind of tries to make snow everywhere, at least on the first Christmas. Uh, and then at the end, it polishes up with a, uh, what are those called? Uh, moral. Uh, S.D. Kudra says, I, you know, that's the real meaning of Christmas, and now i got to get the toys out. Uh, and then everyone sings the song at the end uh, uh, during a parade with Topper, Winter, the Kringle family, and children. And uh, I guess that's it. So I don't remember that last uh, 10 minutes of the movie or the special musical numbers. Let's go through it. First Toy Makers to the King. I remember that one. Uh, no more toy makers to the king. That's by uh, uh, the other dude, Burgermeister. Uh, be prepared to uh, pay if you sit, uh, if you sit on my lap today. Uh, put one foot in front of the other. I remember that one. My world is beginning today. I kind of remember that Jessica sings it. Uh, wedding song, or what better way to tell you? And then Santa Claus, uh, and actually it was released on Rhino Records uh, October 1st, 2002. So I don't know if that's on Spotify or anything. Uh, it was released on VHS and DVD numerous times. Uh, the 2005 DVD release has Mariah Carey singing the title song. It's also been in box sets. Uh, uh, there was a novelization that came out in 2008. Uh, so a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, there's a video game uh, on the Nintendo DS in 2011. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a little bit about what I remember and then some actual facts from the uh, television special Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, yeah, I hope you have a great season uh, 
and uh, good night.